Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. The other night at dinner, I was telling my kids a story about when I was younger and how my girlfriends and I would spend all day at school together and then come home and talk on the phone. And of course, part of that conversation was explaining how what that looked like when I was a kid, which was, you know, using the phone that was connected to the wall that had a really long cord. And um, I was telling them how my parents would get really annoyed because I would keep the line engaged for hours. And of course, this is something completely foreign to them today, which is seems crazy that analog telephones are now a thing of the past. But that's how technology works. It is super fast. Sometimes it's so fast, we can't keep up with how it's changing us. Derek McCormick is from Raising Children Network, and he has some ideas on how families today can put in rules around technology that help children thrive. Hi, Derek. How are you? I'm well, Siobhan. How are you? Good, thank you. I was just thinking, though, when I said that these rules help children thrive, it's actually everyone, isn't it? Because I kind of feel as an adult, I've just run with technology and all the amazing things it's given us without much thought about how it's impacting my relationships, uh, particularly within my family. So when we talk about rules in the home, it's for Mm. everyone, isn't it? Absolutely right. In a way, our children these days are negotiating the same environment we are, and we're all learning on the job. So when it comes to families having rules or agreements, uh, sometimes they get called, you know, uh, our, our family agreement around technology, but whatever you call it, it's a way for all of us to sort of keep an eye on our relationship with tech uh, and keep an eye on how that's impacting on us as people and on us as a family, uh, impacting on our relationships and so on. So you're quite right. We can look at these as rules to help manage children's usage of screens or tech, or we can look at them as they're for everybody. So what would be some good technology rules that you can put in place for the whole family? When it comes to a family in an environment where there's maybe a lot of screens or a few screens of different kinds, some of the things that can help is keep an eye on which screens are on at what times. So in terms of a TV, maybe that's turning off the TV when it's not in dedicated use, you know, the kind of background TV I remember when I was a child. Uh, It's maybe something to avoid. So it's not on unless it's really being used. Another thing is to... Well, you know, in the old days, we used to say, try keep screens and media out of bedrooms. Yes. Um, that's a little trickier when, when screens are so present all the time. So a kind of an update on that one is to maybe keep charging areas uh, out of bedrooms. Keep those in family areas. And if you couple that idea with some other rules, that can really help. So along with, you know, um, that idea of having what m- my family calls a charging station, which is in a, in a, in a place everybody can see it's in a shared space. You couple with that some rules around usage. Now, the most common one uh, we hear is avoid using screens during special times like meal times or family time when you're all together in a space talking or maybe maybe you're enjoying a movie and you're, you're just focused on that uh, rather than having screens 
in hand all the time. So rules about usage can be helpful along with a shared charging space. Another rule might be, for example, we agree that after a certain time in the evening, we're not really using our devices, whatever time that is. And that can help with the with the expert advice around avoiding screens during the last half hour before bed. And that is definitely a good thing to do. It helps your brain settle, essentially, and it helps your, your eyeballs switch from day mode into more of a night mode if you're not looking at a screen in that last half hour. Another overarching rule or, or idea is to talk a lot about what's happening when you're using your tech. You know, talk about what, what what's useful, what's helpful, what's interesting, because if you talk about the content or what's actually being consumed uh, on screen or through tech, that's a great way to both understand what your children are engaging with and even influence it. You know, what's what's good content? What's interesting? What's helping you with school? What's helping you with your interests and hobbies? And that way it becomes a conversation about what we're doing with the tech rather than the tech. Um, I'm just uh, thinking through what happens at our dinner table when it comes to tech. And one of the things that will often happen is if we're having a conversation and the kids ask a question about something that we can't answer, we are so used to reaching for the device to Google it. Mm. Because, you know, once upon a time, I don't know what our parents said, look it up in the Encyclopedia Britannica. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Like they, I don't know what parents said before they could Google answers. Things like that can bring screens back to the table. Mm. And also I imagine there's probably a lot of parents who might get business texts or messages or calls during Mm. dinner time. Mm. What are your suggestions for those kind of ways that tech can creep into something like uh, dinner Mm. time? Yeah, it it is a genuine issue because... Essentially, you, you you could be thinking that you're on all the time. You know, you're you're available in a way more of the time. So what can help there is try and have a rule for yourself that your children might see you follow, and that's good good for them. And the rule might be if I'm really in a family moment like dinner, or I'm really in a in a family moment like a conversation with one of my children, and a message comes through, a text or something important or maybe just a friend checking in i will hold that off just for this time until i'm done with this conversation uh, unless there's something very obviously critical about it i'll try and hold that off until i'm done with this family moment or this conversation if the consequences of that are are quite bad then that's a different story but usually they're not too bad as consequences to, to sort of hold off so that's one idea and the other thing around that kind of ever-present googling you know answering questions in the moment it can actually be a fun thing to not know an answer and say well that's something to think about i wonder what the answer to that is i might like look that up later or we could look at look that up together Doing things together on a screen, maybe after dinner or at another time, is a really great way to have positive use of tech. You know, gaming together, searching things up together, even having a bit of fun, you know, looking at content and judging it together. You know, this isn't a very good video. This one's much better. Um, You mentioned just a moment ago that it's good to talk about the technology itself, like what it's good for, what it's doing, interesting things you've discovered. 
these days we do so much on our phone. So any everything from you know reading the paper to putting in appointments. I know that my phone is often where I'm communicating with other school parents about mm. whatever we're trying to work out at that particular moment. But from the outside looking in for kids, it's like you're always on your phone. Do you recommend that you talk about what you're doing on the phone in those instances? Because it, it's like literally everything you're doing is on the phone these days. It's a very good point. Um, I was speaking with uh, the actually the e-safety commissioner on this topic uh, a little while back, and she made the wonderful point that technology, especially the internet, has become more like a utility. You know, it's something we're using all the time as as an essential service, especially during this this uh, unusual year that we're having. Mm. So given that, and given the points you made about it might be school, it might be administration for the running the, the family household, there's a lot to do and you might be doing it on your phone. It is a good idea to make your kids aware that you know, what I'm doing at the moment is I'm just checking the appointment we have next week or I'm doing this without, you know, oversharing. It can be a great way for them to see that you're using the technology for a range of things and some of them pretty important. And the other thing that you can model besides explaining what you're doing is you can model for your children the way you mix it up. Because I think a lot of the advice we have around tech use is about keeping things mixed up. So I'm using this to plan uh, my exercise. And that shows that you're, you're using tech in a healthy way and you're thinking about how this app can help you exercise. And your children can see that there's so many ways to interact with technology that are positive and healthy. And it's all about keeping it mixed up. You know, sometimes it's staying in touch. That's so, so healthy to stay in touch with others. Or it's about uh, enjoying a hobby or an interest. And all these things are now helped by technology but you can really mix up how you're using them. Derek, thank you so much for speaking with us today. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Siobhan. That's Derek McCormick from Raising Children Network. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.